0: Welcome to Urbane Legends. The podcast about urban legends.
1: And how to act in a courteous and refined manner. But much less about that. Here's your host, Neil and Chris. Hello and welcome to Urbane Legends. A podcast about urban legends and Sadly, still slightly about etiquette, although that's running its course. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Chris Flynn, and I was raised by the ancient order of the deep sea nuns, who have for centuries bringing salvation to the seabed. And with me today is Grumpy Hatmaker Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How's your hat business? I prefer Grumpy Milliner, by the way. Pardon. Respect.
0: I prefer Grumpy Milliner. Milliner, yeah.
1: is that what it's called? Yeah. What kind of uh hats are you working on at the moment? Are they um for anyone in particular? Or just to adorn your shop? Say shop I'm stall. With
0: the world's tiniest hat. It's uh, eight, atoms. <laughs> eight atoms. Just to show
1: that I can really. Oh, that sounds good. So you can only see that under a microscope. A very powerful yes. one.
0: You're scanning electron microscope to uh
1: did you um? Did you want to tell the listeners some of the famous people that you've made hats for? I know that um, Prince you yeah. made his uh his Prince purple top is his, hat.
0: His, his final hat. His final hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Was it was it the Mercury hat made that him made him go mad?
0: Well, you tell me. I, what the customer asks for, the customer gets. Oh.
1: Excellent customer service, sir. No wonder your business uh, well, is doing obviously. well. Um, who else?
0: Um, there is, um, I think I'm going to go for Princess Diana, but, uh, would have been, would have been a few too many years ago. Um, Jeff Capes. Did he make his hats? Yeah. yeah, He had a a Tamashanta.
1: Really massive Tamashanta.
0: Yeah. Really massive Tamashanta. Yeah, we had to, which uh, could
1: double up uh, if you turned it over as a kayak.
0: Yeah, it could be a coracle or a tent, or uh, you know, very nice. If it you could make a boat out of it. But um, otherwise, yeah, you could. Most people could sleep in it. But it just, you know,
1: Jamie Thinkson, I oh, hear you make his hats for him. Sort of yeah,
0: he likes one of those ones with the little straps.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so it doesn't
0: the ones with the, uh, the little tassels?
1: Oh, nice. So, so like warming your ears kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I heard that you Jason
0: Statham he obviously likes to have a nice uh, bowler hat made with his headband.
1: made out of leather and steel, <laughs> yeah a lot of rivets put into that,
0: <laughs> and we obviously put a razor under the rim in case he wants to do an odd job
1: Right, very good he is um, he's a very he 's a very tough uh synchronized diver that guy isn 't he <laughs> <laughs> um, and I heard recently that you 've been Working with Peter Andre on a collection of hats for Millets—is that true? Outdoor hats. I'm not limited to discuss. Oh, has he made you sign a uh, non-disclosure? <laughs> I
0: can't. I can But I'll let. Can you tell us anything of, about the uh, range?
1: So outdoors uh, I'd imagine. It's, if it's Millets, it's
0: the mysterious girl range, obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not, not mostly, uh, Not the in, <laughs> not the Insania range. That comes later. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ah. yeah, we're getting, going back to the originals, um, or the original nineties origins of Mr. Andre.
1: So it's going to have kind of a, a tropical nineties feel, a bit of
0: a, you know, mixed with marine mix, vibe, it, yeah. mixed
1: with camping. Yeah, that sounds lovely, now. And, and abs, abs, which you bring to the show because he hasn't got them anymore, has he? And you've got know. you've got an eight pack, I believe.
0: Handpack Pakistan. something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, etiquette, Neil. This week we're going across the ponds oh, nice. to uh, the United States of America, which mm. is, we are two countries, of course, separated <laughs> by a common language. <laughs> oh, George, I'm you broke. Oh. Uh, right. So, this is from EnglishClass101.com. So here's something. his sightseeing, Neil. If you're in America, you want to go and see some sights, don't you? Of course you do. It. That's what I bought my camera out for. Yep. That's why I went on holiday. Your sketchbook. Yep. Uh, your selfie stick. Selfie stick, all there, yeah. So sightseeing. So, here's a, so the, the way this uh, is laid out is you've got do and then don't. So I'll tell you oh, okay. what to do. Well, that's
0: handy. And then things what not
1: should, to do. Things I shouldn't do.
0: Yeah, that's handy.
1: So so do, you should pay what is expected of you. <laughs> not not haggle. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, right. fair enough. Um many sightseeing areas of the United States require that you pay a certain amount to enter. Where are these people coming from? Uh, who's this aimed
0: at? <laughs> I, can, I can, to be honest with you, I can imagine it's like you've seen some of the shenanigans. I don't know if you've seen any of these town halls they have in America. Yeah, some of the absolute swamp people investors. Like there was this one recently. I think this is was for masks mandates. Oh, this is like if you come to America. Yeah. That was, yeah. well Who knows? I guess. Yeah. Maybe some people do come and try and haggle. They're
1: like haggling in a lot of the world, don't they? I hate it. <laughs>
0: No, I can't be bothered.
1: It's just uh, to tell me how much oh, it is, sense. then I'll decide if I want it or not. Exactly,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so this is especially true of national parks, museums, and even small-scale parks and trails. If there is no one actively working to receive your payment, you may be tempted just to not pay. Right, this is where it's coming. So oh, it's an okay. honour system. And if you're yeah. not American, you don't know the first damn thing about honour. Okay. Um but this is it, poor yeah. practice. Not only is it rude, but you may have your car towed and be <laughs> expected to pay a fine if you're caught, which of course way more than the entrance fee. Paying the fee is definitely the best way to go. You
0: know, yeah, I, okay.
1: I think it's right anyway. Fair enough. Yeah. So what you shouldn't do, don't, Neil. Right. You shouldn't so do
0: pay for the museum you're entering, fair enough. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. obvious thought, but, yeah. so
1: You've written that down? Yeah. Good. You shouldn't wander off any place that is labelled off-limits or disobey postings, signs, or warnings. Often places you're not allowed to wander to will be indicated with a sign saying prohibited. Hang on a minute. I've just paid for it. I've over a fucking, fucking light, fucking mate. <laughs> I, I own it now, basically. i rented it for the afternoon. You will get in trouble, possibly with the law, if you don't heed these signs, this is called trespassing. <laughs> and something that American something that right. Americans as far You trespassing boy! What are you doing trespassing? Reland well, of the free, they've you know, got like, a lot of rules, are not they? Other common signs you should watch are no walking on the grass, keep off whatever. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Don't yes. touch on, me, and don't feed me. So there we go. But some uh, some tips for you there.
0: The, the don't feed is good advice because the amount of people who go out and feed pigeons and things, I don't get no. that.
1: So it's going to shit everywhere.
0: There's... I don't know
1: if things come in. Why not? What are you so scared of, Freud? <laughs> um. It, I like pigeons. Anyway, whatever. I think pigeons. Yeah, yeah, I think funny. pigeons are lovely. I get annoyed when people complain about seagulls because at the end of the day, we live on their land. Like this is their natural habitat. Just because we've decided to plonk a fucking town here,
0: I've got a problem with na- nature. No, just I'm just just, um, dead. I don't, don't need to encourage them. I don't, just don't need to
1: encourage. You. I don't need to encourage nature.
0: Pigeons aren't going short of a bit of food, are they? Some Brian. Brian, anyway, I've got um,
1: a lovely picture, like most people from the south have in the who were born in the eighties, of me with loads of pigeons on me in Trafalgar Square. It's a lovely picture. That it was a very exciting experience. And now, because of Boris's Britain and people like you backing up the Tory government, we can't have pictures of wow. with kids having fun with pigeons anymore. This country currently sterile. It's a sterile mess. No wonder like the fucking COVID got everywhere. It's because none of us have got any resistance to viruses anymore because we're not kicking around with pigeons enough. I mean I do live in a you bubble You well, literally fair. a bubble. The film Bubble yeah. Boy was about you, wasn't yeah. it? Yes, yeah, it was. Um so Neil, here's some do's and don'ts for greeting people in America. So don't. This is starting with a don't. And I don't yeah, Mm. this is this is good for me because as you know, I am very, very tactile. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're all right, you're in a bubble. So you claim. (laughs) Uh you shouldn't hug and kiss someone the first time you meet them. While it's commonplace in many countries, People in the United States tend to shrug away from physical contact on first meeting. It's usually best to offer a handshake, it says, if it seems appropriate. Also, be sure not to crowd in too close when to meeting someone. Most Americans really want their space. In short, keep hugging, kissing, and closeness to friends or family members.
0: Seems reasonable to me. I mean, you do have the whole thing, like, I mean, when you lived in France, you did a sort of, like, kiss on the cheek thing what's weird actually as well um you know Francis, every time you go to work you'd meet people you'd shake their hand again like you're meeting
1: them for the first really? time not oh, that's weird yeah should have just yeah. done fist bumps
0: what's up man okay. uh,
1: so here's a do you know it's not all it's not all doom and gloom here's a do that said you should smile and give your name Many Americans are drawn to people with a cheery disposition. God, so weird. And, of course, they would love to know your name. This is considered pretty standard form of greeting, without a handshake, depending on the situation. Hi, I'm Chris. How was that? Hi, I'm
0: Chris. If I was Californian, I'd probably be all over
1: that. So here's a don't, because there's a couple on this one, and then another do, and then we're done. I don't want to overload you with information.
0: We'll get close to that already.
1: (laughs) If you end up chatting with someone you've just met, you shouldn't bring up personal details unless the other person brings up the topic. Many Americans get uncomfortable when people start giving them details about their lives. Oh, I've got terrible piles. (laughs) Further, (laughs) it's sometimes considered rude or unbecoming to ask details about their lives. How are your piles? (laughs) That, assume you've got them, judging by your face, Um, especially if it's first time meeting. Keep the conversation simple and light until the other person is ready to break the ice. But if you're both waiting, then stand, Mexican standoff, ice breaking. Then begin talking about personal details. Um Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like it's a lot of smiling, saying your name, and then small talk, which sounds shit.
0: I mean, to be honest with you, it's kind of like, um, I don't if you just, it, it depends on what we're talking about here, what the social scenario is, because you know, bowling. if you're just meeting somebody, yeah,
1: I don't know. If you're going
0: bowling. Yeah. And it also, what do we mean by personal? I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, you, you wouldn't suddenly start getting into your third divorce or whatever. No, if you had a drinking drink.
1: Drinking <laughs> <the next chat>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, you know, is it night down the pub? Is they it, don't uh, really have nights down the pub, do they? in the way that we do.
0: Well, no. Well, down the bar. I don't know. The cheers. Yeah.
1: That 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 wasn't real. That
0: wasn't real. Get, not telling any your troubles. <laughs> no. <laughs> I believe there is a bar. Yeah, right I mean, the here. outside yeah. of the bar I think, sense, I think kind
1: of... they don't really have a yeah, yeah. pub culture in the same way, I don't think. Not as, and as much, And then you're on a bike again, or like you work in the docks, or something like that. Yeah,
0: no, it's not the outside in oh. this country. No, I don't think. Yeah. they got Yeah, they've, got
1: bar, they've yeah, got there's bars, bars, but... Yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying that having not been not, to America, not, but before. I don't think that they have the similar pub culture. Because people say going to America, it's weird, because if people say, do you want to go for a beer, they literally mean one beer and then they go home. And that's kind of... The subtext with that in British is get pissed together, <laughs> basically. Um... So here's a do, Neil. So, you know, just to raise your spirits. Yep. In many cases, you should ask for their phone number or social media. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris. Can I have your number? <laughs> if you've decided Ooh, that the person okay. you met is a keeper, that's well, very weird, and someone you want to keep talking to in the future, go ahead and ask for this information. More likely than not, they'll be glad to give you their number or social media and especially true for business environments, where it's a good idea to have your colleagues contact info anyway. Do you have lots of people who you work with, mm-hmm. personal numbers? I don't mean people who have been friends with for years. I mean,
0: No, no, I mean, well, no, actually, I like, my team. Is that most so they can call put, in sick? Um, they've got my mobile. I've got It's <laughs> yeah, calls it. I get. Yeah. Or text, I should say. But, yeah. Um, no, not loads. I mean, some and some. Um, yeah, it's kind of like because again, it's sort of like there's people you might go out for a, a drink with or whatever, um, so you might swap yeah. numbers and stuff. But but you wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't do it as like a routine. I mean, to be me, honest, it doesn't bother me too much. My my mobile numbers are on the company intranet. So you, really I mean, there's also company, the that fact time.
1: that you maybe have your phone five percent of the month because you constantly lose it. <laughs> have you found it yet? It's not. It was uh, no, currently, currently. the numbers How are you losing? You like live in a one-bedroom flat. <laughs> <laughs> you managed to drop it outside the bubble. Very,
0: very disorganized.
1: Um, okay, so Neil, there you go. Do you feel uh, like you are in much better shape now if you go to America?
0: Yep, I feel like I could, you know, really, really get... Get myself over and not not embarrass myself in ways that would have done. Because so I, I would have just been sort of like hugging and kissing everyone and starting revealing <laughs> intimate details.
1: Put it. your arms yeah. around someone, start yeah. kissing yeah. on the forehead, and yeah. talking about your family.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, gray, yeah Well, that's probably going wrong. I mean, it seemed like such a gregarious brunch. I thought they'd be up for it. Well,
1: there's yeah. false more. gregarity, isn't there? Like, have a nice day and stuff don't know do they mean it i don't know Who no. know who can say fascinating creatures though <laughs> uh so neil this week we are going to be looking at something which i uh have discovered which uh is an advert which was briefly shown in japan uh, and apparently it's cursed, and it's the curse of the uh, Japanese Kleenex commercial.
0: Uh, <laughs> that started <quite> promisingly, but.
1: That <laughs> cursed yeah. Japanese video, I mean, I think I'm obviously yeah. going to jump straight it. Was that Japanese or Korean? I think, I think it's Korean, wasn't it? Or was it Japanese?
0: Oh, no. Now oh, you're talking I'm about talking, language. Yeah, I think it was. I think okay. it was Japanese but not one hundred percent sure on that. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a Jap- yeah, I'm sure I think it was a Japanese novelist. Oh okay. The original story. Um and then turned it into a film. I'm pretty sure. Um Ringu. But uh yeah, the I'm, and I was it's, it's yeah, got that yeah. big creepy scene where yeah, I see yeah, i have i be I, I have actually watched the video, but yeah, I must confess, is that having watched the ring, there is that free song where it makes me wonder if somebody's going to come crawling. Oh, really? These days. <laughs> Not really, but actually, no. There is. Um, there was a few years back. There was this YouTube video of a guy who actually, and he must be like, mm. I mean, oh, what a hilarious prankster! But he did a um, right. a prank for his girlfriend. And so, like, the, the ring thing, he actually constructed, like, a whole puppetry thing of this thing <laughs> came crawling out of the TV. <laughs> like, he put the fucking thing on YouTube, and he, I imagined, like, she must have dumped him by now, because, basically, she's off screaming her head off, as you would, because that would, even if, like, in your yeah. logical mind, you kind of like, that would terrify something suddenly come out of the TV. And then he sort of turns the lights on and goes over and sort of... Unless you're lights,
1: right, super cool like that kid who's so also in a YouTube video... Who's like in secondary school or high school in America? And I think it's Halloween, and someone goes bah! and jumps out of a bin at him. And his instant reaction is he just knocks the person spark out like within a second. He just goes bang. <laughs> like as soon as someone jumps, he goes bang, knocks the person out. I mean that guy's. I mean that guy's got you know, both yeah. uh, amazing reactions and uh, a proper. I mean, he could have been Glaswegian. I mean, he was that he had that much of a fight response rather than flight.
0: <laughs> hey, fair enough. I mean, the thing is that that's somebody working no, behind a bin, like you just... know what I mean? Which a takes no effort.
1: Oh right, but no, but no, it no, takes no but, effort. Uh, really, no, yeah, I mean that would be scary. Crying.
0: Oh yeah, but to actually hook up, hooking up like a fucking whole like mechanism to make something crawl at your TV. I mean, the amount of prep work. Aren't the ones where something?
1: they dress a the dog up as a big spider? And get it to run at people. That's always good fun. People shit themselves <laughs> because they could just like just for a second. Because all you can see is this eight-legged thing sprinting at you. Yeah, just I'd be worried that thing, someone yeah. would kill the dog. Personally, I I wouldn't put a dog in. But yeah, yeah
0: that would do it would be a concern. Well, tell you, what, one of my favourite uh, pranks that somebody played on me down the level. I'll tell you what, I jumped. Uh, they launched a firework at me, and then <laughs> thought it was funny when I ducked. So <laughs> It's like yeah. What when was this? You think... <laughs> I'm just going to go like, oh, i just like, Oh god, this was this was a good few years ago. We are walking down the level, probably 10 years ago mate. But, um yeah. Before it had been sort of refurbed a bit, but then um, yeah, basically it was just kids out on it. It must have been around fireworks night, but they just thought it would be a hilarious prank to launch yeah. fireworks at people. And it's like, "Oh, you're scared of fireworks." It's like, "No, I ducked out of the way. Cause you launched a fucking firework at me." Yeah, kid.
1: it's stupid. I mean, to be yeah. honest, that's anyway, yeah. I probably I won't go back to Lewis fireworks display, which is like this, for anyone who doesn't know, Lewis is the county town of Sussex um, and it's kind of about 10 miles north of Brighton where we live and they have the biggest sort of mm. fireworks display in Europe I think and it's, it's really historical and, historical and they have as like, as different well. society, fireworks societies that march around the town with burning torches and stuff and it's really kind of spectacular and kind of weirsy medieval kind of stuff because it's a medieval town um and so i went there with the ex and we kind of had a wander around and stuff like just because you hadn't been Mm -hmm. but then by the time you get to about 11 things have started to kind of fall apart a bit and everyone's absolutely hammered and kids are just chucking Mm -hmm. fireworks around the street and it's not that much fun (laughs) do you know what i mean it's just like yeah this isn't very enjoyable um because just piss people with gunpowder—it's not, not brilliant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they haven't learnt the right lesson. from thought they have. Considering how much they bang on about it all these years later, because um, yeah, I mean that would have gone back to presumably what was that? What, yeah, James, so James the
1: but they always um, burn. So like, one thing um, they all have. The, all the different fireworks societies have a big bonfire in different parts of the town, and they burn effigies on yeah. there. And there's always like the Pope and stuff because uh, that.
0: Well, that's the thing is, yeah. As as a lapsed Catholic, I always find it slightly unsettling that they. Yeah, but they also, also burn them.
1: like Trump and stuff like
0: that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I know they they have they also, they have an effigy every year. I mean, the problem well quite, I mean, <laughs> normally. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that is that is you know to be, I said to be, yeah, those are the origins of the festival. It's because of the you know the blowing up um, or the attempt the attempt to blow up the house. house Guido Fawkes. Um, by, yeah, Guido Fawkes and the gang. Um, but uh, yeah, like I say, it's still in this day and age. It still feels it's sort of just a bit wet fun, wet though, wet. isn't it? People now, it's not people, like they don't actually they don't
1: actually want it's to. It's just a the bit chapters. of fun, yeah, and no,
0: obviously they're not they're not. No, they're not. They're not actually seriously sort of advocating that kind of thing. Of course, they're not. It's just it's just part of the sort of historical society. So yeah, I'm not saying I find it offensive or anything. Just it's all, all slightly, um, sort of, you know, there's a slight error and that kind of thing. But um, but having said that, yeah, they, I think I mean not so much in the main one, but there are. So that's the that's the kind of like yeah. one that they do in Lewis. It's they had them all over. I mean, they Lewis had
1: to it in, in. They had one. In yeah, they had one. They had tiny little
0: societies all over. Lewis. Yeah. Oh, okay. so... They didn't see it as well, did they? But there was in, in but in other parts of Lewis, and I'm not getting out in the more rural areas as well. Somebody somebody's saying, I can't remember oh, where it was.
1: um but they, <laughs> That's went... an actual village people. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, got loads of silly names things. Um but yeah, they um someone I used to work, he went he went along to one of the kind of like really kind of obscure little societies. and um, it's so I think I can't remember but they got in trouble a few years back. They what they decided to put as their sort of bonfire for that night was a gypsy caravan, which, mm, yeah, that's the that's the great, you know. Um, well, these these so, kind, you know, of kind of fireworks things, of they're, way, quite, yeah, they're, they're quite Yeah, they're
1: quite They're popular around the countryside in this part of the world, really, aren't they? They seem to be.
0: Yeah, it's just who they choose to burn in the effigies, and as you say, normally it'll be something someone like who's some been a bit of a shit of, the last like, year, basically. Yeah, Exactly, you know, kind of like you know, they'll be larger than they did on there or something, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, you know, and you can kind of think, Well, fair enough, it's just a bit of fun, but uh, yeah, in some of the smaller villages, it's a bit more, uh, it's a <laughs> bit more wicker man, and it's kind of like a yeah, yeah it's a little bit more nearly to the old than some of the effigies that Um, yeah,
1: well, there we go, you know, old habits, old habits. There you go, yeah, no, I've got never. It's one of those things where I live so close, but I've mm. never
0: actually gone to the Lewis. We can go this year if you, you want. Know. One of those things
1: because people come from Maybe. all around. We'll see how we go.
0: Yeah,
1: I had ten, yeah. I had uh, yeah. roasted chestnuts for the first time there. They're all right.
0: Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, I don't,
1: so of the uh, cursed Kleenex advert. So what I'll do. I mean, you can look this up. Anyone who wants to, it's everywhere. But I will describe. Dare you watch it? Dare you if watch you're. A whore. It. Well, we'll get into what might happen to you in a bit. I've watched it. At the moment, I'm okay. But I have got uh, mental health professionals on speed dial. Not to do with this, just generally. But it's nice to know they're there. So it is a a woman in sort of a white dress. um, And a sort of baby. Uh, They're sitting on straw. Uh, with a Kleenex box between them. The baby has is, um painted orange and has a, like a cabbage, reddish orange with a cabbage reddish leaf orange, on the it? top of its head with a horn sticking out the top of that for whatever reason. And uh, whatever the reason. woman pulls out tissues and then they kind of look at them and uh then that's the advert really and it's got this in the background it's got um it's got a song and uh so i will jump into some explanation here from uh, strangerdimensions.com so the legend of the cursed yes. japanese kleenex commercial dates back to 1986 when an unusual but rather innocuous ad for kleenex issues appeared on japanese television there is something indeed unsettling about it. A woman sits on a pile of straw next to a child who is made up to look some, like some kind of ogre or demon. She grabs a single tissue at of the Clemex box and releases it like a dove into the air, watching it fly away. All the, uh, all the time, another woman's voice sings a strange song. Uh, what's it all about?
0: Would this song be some sort of incantation to um, the devil, by any chance, Chris? Possibly in German, the most terrifying <laughs> of
1: languages. So, uh, I'm going to jump to another thing so we can, uh, give a bit more on the, on the song. So this song, which is in the background, uh, here's, here's, here's what it was. So you, most people would have heard this before because originally it was a spoken world song and then it got turned into a dance track in the nineties um it's called uh it's a fine day and it's one that goes it's gonna be a fine day tonight it's gonna be a fine day tomorrow so that one um nice little (laughs) hawking tune yeah
0: a bit like um was it called joe's diner that was that um Acapella. Oh, okay. that they turned into a dance track in the early 90s. So, in it? Manchester, 1983, mm-hmm.
1: English poet-musician Edward Barton was aspired to write mm-hmm. a poem after observing the city from his balcony. That's what this became. He chose to record the song, a cappella, featuring a single vocal track from his girlfriend, June Lancaster. Released independently under the alias Jane, the song will soon be discovered by BBC DJ and Tastemaster John Peel. Archie and Peel play... It's a fine day on the radio. Ian McNay of Cherry Red Records obtains the right to the song. He reaches number five on the indie charts, becoming the highest ever chart placement for an unaccompanied poem in UK. UK history. Tokyo, circa nineteen eighty six. Thirty-four year old actress Kiko Matazuz, uh Matsuzuka, I'm sorry uh Matsuzuka has landed the commercial for Kleenex. The commercial will be one of three 30-second spots for the new ad campaign rolling across Japan. The campaign is an attempt to cross-pollinate the Kleenex tissue brand with the wildly successful manga series Usai Yatsura. The commercial will lose the likeness of Sakura and Ten, characters from Usai uh, Katsu- Yatsura, in the hopes of appealing to a younger demographic, so these two characters in this advert are from a manga
0: or an anime. Well, that's interesting because yeah, when, hmm. I, when I watched it earlier, I didn't really have any of this context for um for what. Okay, so that yeah, because it is it's a it's an odd advert. I mean, I don't. I mean, we'll come on to a minute. You know that that so that you know this. Unfortunately, the the rumor has it that the baby died and yeah. the you know, actress died. So we'll get we'll get into that in a, in a minute. But it's um, <laughs> a rumor because, because it might turn out to be bullshit. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's old. I wouldn't say it's particularly haunting. I think it's really this ambient track that's kind of. It, I mean, it sounds. It's a little. It's that kind of um, '80s indie kind of thing, um, and it's now. I mean, it's, I'm trying to think Morrissey's it's just, quite uh, spooky,
1: isn't he? These I mean, days uh, came out the same thing. It was pretty fucking
0: spooky these days. Yeah. Jeez, I never thought, yeah, yeah. end up becoming a spokesman for the fucking BNP, but there you go. Um, no, I what's the, um, oh God, what's that singer? There's is, is an American singer. Um, she did something on the video game. Oh, God, I can't. Neil's <laughs> failing memory. Um, I don't know. I'll, I should look this up before. But Just anyway,
1: embrace the one so the growth senility, a, Neil. You may as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, get that way. Um, I can't. I can't remember la, no, um, Del Lana, De, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey exists. Lana Del Rey is that? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's it reminded so right, it's yeah, that there's kind of breezy or
1: you know yeah, um, yeah.
0: Tangerine dream or something la, like la, that. La, that la, kind of breathy la, female
1: yeah. vocal. But they do that. Um, it really annoys me yeah. when they they and do that in adverts a lot. They take like like a good like a fucking David Bowie song or a punk song and then have like a breathy female acoustic yeah. version of it, and it's really annoying. They do that a lot with adverts, don't they? Yeah, um, yeah well, I think
0: I think it's going to be sort of like... So, I think that kind of like is where people are getting the spookiness, because, okay, the, the baby is sort of like painted red and has a cabbage patch on its head,
1: but... Well, we're going to find out now. Reason. Well, because well, of cause manga. Yeah.
0: But, uh, I don't know, it doesn't, it oh, doesn't seem neither.
1: particularly But then, you know, I, so, I mean, these are what the characters are. So in a flowing white dress, Matt uh, Suzaka will take on the appearance of Sakura. Opposite Matt Suzaka, a child actor will play Ten, an Oni, which is a mythical creature from Japanese folklore. So they're like ghost Sonis, uh, who has orange skin, green hair, and a horn protruding from his head.
0: And why do ghosts need tissues, can I ask? Is it for the exoplasm?
1: yeah same same reason as everyone else, yeah. lonely nights in a haunted house um, yeah, day, mate. <laughs> so when the commercial debuted uh Japanese television stations and Kleenex corporate offices were bombarded by phone calls from viewers complaining of nausea and dizziness, <laughs> it was widely reported that young children were having severe night terrors after seeing the ads. Cases of suicides and psychotic states became rampant throughout Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, N.A. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to be talked about than not talked about. <laughs> Any press is good press. Exactly, well, that's just, you know. So, here's... Oh, know, yes. This is, like, a really weird explanation, right? So... Uh, Many Japan many native Japanese speakers mistook the English lyrics to It's a Fine Day as German, which kind of makes it feel like they speak German, which or I don't know, or maybe but, yeah, it kinda of doesn't add up this bit. Confusing it with an old Eastern European folk song. So they thought it was an old Eastern European folk song in German. That's what they thought. They didn't think it was a new wave. New romantic it, yeah. poetry. When translated to Japanese, the mistaken German lyrics were so: um, "Die, die, everyone is cursed and will be killed." <laughs> Beautiful language, though, isn't it? <laughs>
0: it's, it's, I die, I, should, I die. Yeah, be no, be. It sounds to me this is a bit like this has got. I mean, again, it's sort of like how much verifiable, but it, it feels a bit like the whole kind of, like, things
1: around these yeah, biggest yeah. thing. I
0: mean, if you play records backwards, like heavy metal records
1: backwards, you get so what I said, So what I'm kind of, of gleaning from this is the only way that this story adds up is when the advert, when the song was played, then they mistook the English for German and they literally translated so you would get the translation at the bottom of the screen they translated it as German to Japanese, and in German it means die, die, everything is cursed and will be killed. Right, right, yeah. so I think that's the only way that that... Well...
0: Hell, yeah. hell of a
1: coincidence.
0: Hell of a coincidence. <laughs> of a coincidence. Yeah, I, I don't buy it, to <laughs> be honest with you. Um, I want to know as well, like, if I imagine, like, the Mad Men pitch meeting, where they're sort of
1: selling this advert, what's Well, I mean, it makes sense like? because,
0: obviously... I mean you've now, you've anime now a and bit stuff and
1: huge in is huge in Japan. So if they were trying to get if these are big characters in anime, then it would be like, you know, we have adverts that I mean like bizarrely, like this is fucking bizarre to me that we have adverts advertising sky with like minions in it. Like, do they think that do they th- do they think that right, children yeah. pay the fucking Sky bill? It's fucking. Yeah, like, yeah. What's going yeah, on? Like, right, or are people time. are people so they've got such arrested development now that they think things like minions are brilliant, even when they're fucking thirty years old or whatever? Like, I don't know what's going on. Society's crumbling now all around us. <laughs> oh. It has angered me, it's like angered you, hasn't it? kids um, stuff, advertising stuff that costs. I know, like, if it was kids' toys, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? But Or, or things like the Minions. So the, um,
0: bit- the, the, betting, the betting stuff with Minions, that, that's when you'll know it's returned. Instead of Ray Winston or whatever going, oh, I like, yeah. Put a bit yeah. of scratch like, on it. Yeah. Games, couldn't it? But, yeah. <laughs> Mind you,
1: don't want to put all of it on Yeah, you. don't put all your Stop money on you. On need some silly. money for the boozer where on. you can watch the races come in. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, when they start advertising those with Minions, then I'll get worried. But um, the thing for me is, do tissues need to be hip? Do they need the youth vote? Do you know what I mean? Because it's pretty much just... I, just use, you have, paper like your I nose just use toilet paper now. I just use toilet paper.
1: To I think tissues are unnecessary yeah. full stop. But do you
0: know what I mean? It's
1: an, uh,
0: yeah, well, fair enough. But I don't know. It's not going to be like, oh, wow, you know, so, but these tissues are associated with Minions. Well, to the be manga, fair, so definitely getting those
1: there, there is a series of adverts on at the moment for direct line which is an insurance company and that has and that has uh teenage mutant hero turtles on it uh robo cop on it advertising insurance because um like, there's different types of insurance. So, like, the Teenage Ninja Turtles come to help because yeah, someone's like, got a blocked toilet or something. I don't know. <laughs> and they've already sorted it they've, out. They've
0: already sorted it out. But that's playing on nostalgia, I think. People are in their 30s and 40s, you know, nostalgia for those kind of characters. Do you know what the weirdest one was? Do you remember when they were doing... um Did you ever see those adverts? It had, weirdly enough, Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger's disembodied head rolling around on a yeah. tank shouting at people about credit card fraud or something. No, I can't remember I what it think was, that.
1: I think that was a government advert, back. weirdly.
0: Yeah, it was. Although yeah, I think it might have been. It's just weird because I, I I'm wondering how much I had to pay on a
1: sports for that. Because it was, was just his lightness. Or was it really his disembodied head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could be. Yeah. If anyone could, could be could if be. anyone could get what it, it's a it
0: recently. <laughs> I can't think of another good reason why we <laughs> haven't had a kindergarten cop two. Which I think they did have a kindergarten back in the I think it was, it was one of those ones that Yeah, or a kindergarten cop three. Um, <laughs> right, I've I'll carry on right now. So if you carry on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for kindergarten cop
1: two. Although it, it was, it it was, was it, it wouldn't have been I bet it was there, uh, the comedian Sinbad. Uh, although it was only aired a handful of times commercially. Uh, The commercial had enough of an adverse response that it got immediately pulled. The 30-second advertisement will become part of a multicultural game of telephone, which I don't know what that is. Game of telephone? So would that be Chinese whispers? That's what. Yeah, I think it's the um. That's not considered a politically correct term anymore. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, we, um, yeah, telephone is what they call it.
1: Resulting in a wide-held belief that the commercial was cursed. Rumours began to spread of cast members who had been driven mad. <laughs> it was believed that uh, Matsuzaka gave birth to a deformed child, much like the Oni in the commercial, leading to her hospit- hospitalisation and, mental, yep, and really in a mental institution. Crew members were said to have suffered violent and untimely deaths, including a camera operator who died after being locked in a sauna. Cool. As the years passed, the mythos surrounding the commercial would expand to a fatalistic stratosphere of folklore. Viewing the commercial became a form of Russian roulette. If you're able to get your hands on a bootleg VHS copy, you ran the risk of being cursed too. Oh no, Neil, I've watched it. Am I cursed now? Yep, we're both cursed now. <laughs> well, uh, <I> <laughs> a multitude movie. of reasons. Uh, some kind that if you uh that if your copy showed the only child as having blue skin instead of orange death was right round the corner <laughs>
0: uh That'd be great though, you know, it, something suddenly, suddenly, yeah. suddenly, you know, something freaky did happen.
1: Others claimed that if Lancaster's soft voice changed to the raspy gargle of an old hag, it's going to be a good night tonight. It's be. Uh, it was only a matter of days before you were driven to the brink of insanity or insania. Neil, little plug there for you. Um, insania hits. <laughs> Uh, as the tales grew taller throughout the 90s the public's desire to find the lost cursed Kleenex commercial increased fast forward to 2006 after being out of circulation for 20 years the commercial resurfaces on a new video platform called YouTube it appears at the time oh, that when the concept funny. of death by found footage is rampant in pop culture birthing horror films such as The Ring Fear, and Fear.com which i have never heard of the Curse Kleenex commercial quickly amassed over a million viewers, all of who are dead now, of course, introducing itself to a new generation. Yeah. The word-of-mouth legend around You see, this is a problem, isn't it? As soon as the internet comes along, all of these legends just die on the fucking vine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the word-of-mouth legends surrounding the commercial become forum board thread, spawning speculative posts from bloggers believing that the footage contains a demonic subliminal message. It's rumored on torrent sites that if you watch it after midnight, in which part of the world, um, unexplained power outages will occur. Others claim that the music and editing will change after repeated viewings, a sure sign that the viewers' days are numbered. Wow. Well, there's video evidence of that on YouTube
0: as well, Chris. So uh-huh. I saw a clip where uh, it shows somebody watching it at one minute to midnight, all looks normal. Yeah, then. Really? <laughs> well, no, the, um, the video changed. Yep, the the the, uh, the voice suddenly became kind of like yeah, all gargling. Like, yep, yeah, exactly. You know, it started having all of these kind of artifacts creeping in <laughs> the screen went black, and then a pair of eyes. appeared. not in no that. way, shape, or form could that possibly have been edited by the person.
1: To, yeah, oh, it, well, there you go. Spooky been, stuff.
0: Yeah, again, you know, there's evidence out there for you on YouTube. It's up to you, you taking. So, without any you context, do your own research. <laughs> the mantra of our times. In the so, without any
1: enough, context, of the anime inspired visuals and the a cappella song, it's understandable how the commercial could be perceived as supernatural. Not supernatural, just weird. And I kind of expect weird things to, that are weird that are weird to me out of Japan because we have very not different even, cultures. Well, yeah, it's
0: a different culture, but to be honest with you, it's not even really that weird. It's just, you know, it, it's a lady in a white dress singing. I mean, the kid looks slightly strange and they've painted him up and put It's
1: on nothing his head. that you wouldn't see mm-hmm, if. If you watch, if you watch enough, Vic and Bob, which really you know what I mean. <laughs> well, you, you compare yeah. that
0: to like the tango, ad- which I had to ban because the kids were slapping Do you each know
1: what other. I mean? that, that's far weirder. Yeah. So
0: for those who don't know, um, there was a it's all so right. tango is a, an awful orange. It's not orange, Gina. But, you know,
1: but... but... <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not enough rat in it. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a, it's a fairly art. Artist- well, I put it another way. It's a fairly artificially orangey-flavoured drink. It doesn't taste very or- much of orange, but it's that sort of artificial orange flavour. Sort of busy drink, and um they had a whole series
1: of adverts. No, it was earlier. Um, I think it was early 90s, I mean, wasn't it? I remember 90s. doing. I don't it no, it was earlier than that. Because I remember, 90s. you know, when you've been Tangoed with the slaps, and I remember what school yep. I did that in. So I was in year four when I was doing it. Might have been I was so
0: much. I was I, about I seven. Uh, very early nineties, I think. So that'd be eighty-nine, ninety. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Caspian. Fairly certain that We can look at that later on. But um, yeah, basically a big, big lad in
1: a, su- in a sumo. In a sumo, just
0: come up in slow motion.
1: The sumo pants.
0: And yeah, and slap someone around the chops. The idea was, this is yeah. the sensation of tasting tango kick go. But then just uh, saw that and thought,
1: brilliant, let's do that. Yeah. So chance. as kids, what you do is run around to. Playground and slap person, sort of. So the slap they were doing was like you're clapping, but with someone's face in between your hands. <laughs> and so you'd run around doing that and go, "Hey, you know, you know, a new and you'd be tango." Run off, and then the government had to ban the advert. And they had someone with a big wobble, like wobbles their hands in someone's face instead, which was less. Oh, which yeah, which was less violent.
0: Was less fun, and then everyone stopped buying tango. <laughs> um, <laughs> But well, the reason I thought it was midnight as well, I'm fairly certain I, that, that chat was in a, an episode of um, that Chris Evans talk show he had. Um,
1: TFI Friday? That actually,
0: yeah, that's it, TFI Friday. Could have been, but I mean... I... May, but that may have been years later. It probably was. Yeah. So, but, but there he goes. That just goes to show you how a slightly freaky commercial sticks in the memory, because we're both talking about a probably 30-year-old soft drink commercial that we can remember very vividly. Indeed. Um You know, so I, I don't think this is... You know, uh, effectively what you've done here is sort of, like, painted the baby like the Tango Man and put a leaf on its head and then had a woman sing to him. So I don't think it's
1: that That's that just So um, yeah. those unaware of the ten characters, um, uh, Usei Yatsura assumed that the horned child to be a demon baby, and those unfamiliar with Barton's songwriting... Thought it's a fine day was derived from an ancient hymn used to some evil spirits. It could have been.
0: I mean, they've got acting imaginations, haven't they? So you've assumed, because you were. I'm going to have to
1: assume. <laughs> I've not seen this cartoon.
0: Now, either they've put makeup on that child and put a costume on it, or it's a demonic baby. Well, you know. Yeah. I know which one. I know. I know which one. Favoring. I know.
1: I know. Kind of. I know that uh these advertising executives are running riot and out of control. And it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them to summon a demon baby to sell tissues. That's what they were thinking. I wish was an experiment that went wrong. Maybe, Maybe military experiment. Oh, they can't have been the first sort
0: of um, <laughs> no, weird military experiment. to try and trade with the devil.
1: Weird, weird military experiment. Yeah, demon babies, tissues.
0: Do you reckon that's what it was? It was like a Mancurian Candidate thing, and it just it didn't, but it didn't quote Or
1: whatever it was. Operation, that Operation Shoelace.
0: But you get this, don't you, where some bit of pop culture triggers some, like, assassin or something like that? Yeah. Could that's be. Like a bit of a trope, isn't it, that you get in some of these things? Could be. Working on that.
1: But even, Neil, even... With the proper context, there's still something deeply unsettling about the footage. It plays more like a visual pulled from a dream state than a commercial for a major brand. I mean,
0: to be honest, oh, just, yeah. Absolute yeah. bollocks. Go yeah. watch a David Lynch movie and then come back to me. Yeah, Seriously. and also the fact that... Go watch a Razorhead and then talk to me about... fucking The fact Marvel that they movie. said,
1: right, these two are characters from a manga thing. I just went, all right, fine. yeah well as soon as you said that because
0: that was the one thing right slightly weird why have they painted up that baby and put a thing i said oh they're they're from manga honestly the woman you wouldn't even pass comment on she's just in a white dress so fine if that's what the manga looks like but she doesn't look out the ordinary so the 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 tissue flying up in the air but whatever i mean it's just a tissue in the air and yeah the the baby looks a
1: bit i mean the whole trope of that on um american beauty like a paper oh, yeah. a bag just Oh no, in, yeah?
0: that yeah? That was deep meaningful, Chris. Oh, right. oh, man, I bet that movie doesn't stand up to me. Oh, either.
1: God. So the combination of the sight and sound... I liked
0: it when I saw it in the cinema like back in 2000 or whatever it was. But um, I've, yeah. I've
1: seen it and I didn't really get on with it, but there we go. Uh, so the combination of sight and sound create an unnerving atmosphere. There is intangible sense of it's something wrong here. Again, I didn't find that, to be honest, but I'm dead inside. Most of the rumours surrounding the production have since been debunked, but the pure oddity of the commercial continues to fascinate and haunt viewers. Why is it so inherently disturbing? Spooky tales aside, perhaps a combination of a song inspired by the peacefulness of Manchester and a commercial inspired by the, a successful Tokyo manga, a merger of two pieces of media from completely different cultures, uh, tonally out of sync with one another, which is what gives it a cryptic resonance. The commercial is forever lost in translation, caught in a strange purgatory that is out of time and out of place. Or perhaps the tales are true. Mm. Perhaps a commercial Change is curse, containing subconscious symbolism and subliminal messages that serve as the catalyst to nightmares, madness and death. I'll let you be the judge. Watch the commercial if you dare. And that's where it ends.
0: Well, there you go. He's certainly put the, the case for both on, on the <laughs> table, hasn't he? Um, or oh, oh, haven't they? um so i mean i i like okay so there's a whole bunch of rumors around like the baby died and um or went mad there's rumors the actress died but you can debunk that because she's still actually i think she's got you know a perfectly good career going on she's still starring and things so all of that sort of been debunked the, the rubbish about the camera and dying or going mad or whatever it is as well so the the it got he died of again, a sauna Oh, yeah, Dying in a Sauna. That reminds me of, like, a death in one of those Hitman games, which is quite cool. You can uh, clap someone in a sauna and then... Uh... Oh, they're, they're fun. Um, yeah, so, uh, again, it's the classic, let's embellish. It's not even There's not even anything to hang your hat on here, because, look, what what he's trying to claim there is... Oh, sorry, I don't know what I keep saying here. I don't, so what, what they... I don't know whether he or she wrote the article, but anyway, what they're trying to claim there is that you've got this really sort of spooky advert, and also there's maybe... You know, been a been a load of deaths and stuff involved as well. Well, once you strip out all of the people dying, um, or the horrific sort of like coincidental deaths and things like that, there's nothing left.
1: It's, it's just it's a not, weird advert that basically
0: It's not even that weird though. It's just it it's just it's just a, a baby that's got some makeup on.
1: This was written by um, Eric uh H E H R on aquariumdrunkards.com. dot oh, com. Oh okay, yeah.
0: Sorry, remember that name again?
1: Eric Heher. Yeah. Just thought, I'd, um, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd quite, you know, I'd give him his groomers' credit.
0: Well, well, no, absolutely. no, no and, and, yeah, that was, it was well written, actually. But um, also, I'll just interject here to point out that, yes, there was a kindergarten cop too. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you, Chris, when do you think it happened? What year do you think it came out? And who was the star? Um... Uh...
1: The original would have been what ninety two, ninety three, something like that. Was it two thousand and five? Am I higher or lower?
0: I mean, you're not you're not doing too bad. Two thousand seven. You're you're a bit low. Two thousand
1: eight. Two thousand and sixteen. Oh Jesus! And who was the star? Was it an Arnie-like character? Or yes, I'll give you a clue. Hmm. Oh. I think eighties. Eighties, God.
0: Yes. Yeah! <laughs> I was yeah! I was going to give you a bit more of a clue. did I need kind of it. Like, yeah. Didn't need it. Advert Fantastic. Here, used, that sounds great. I don't know. I, I think I might need to. If that's a Netflix, it's a Netflix watch for me, I think. Oh, well, for 10 minutes and then I get bored. And this wasn't a good idea. After.
1: What I'd say about this advert is it makes... I can see why it got pulled... <laughs> But I mean, it makes perfect sense if these were characters off a manga. But I yeah. can I can see why the sort of vocals and stuff could, in a different language, could seem a bit yeah. spooky. When the, when
0: the cultural trap crossover. Because if you actually watch the video, it's like if you if you go back and play the track, it's not like haunting at all. It's just again, it's like Tangerine Dream or Lalo is that kind of breathy female vocal and the, the vocals are, it's sort of it's in minor key and it's a little yeah. bit sort of whimsical or not whimsical well it's, it's a bit wistful you yeah. know kind of like it kind of that, that,
1: I mean it sounds a bit longing that kind right? of sure going to be a nice sound
0: you'll go and sniff the grass and but, that, but that, that kind like of chords, that
1: chord structure is using the dark <laughs> chords I would say yeah it's as, the minor key. It's the—it's yeah.
0: it's in minor key so it's you could sort of you know and it's that whole thing which
1: which is which is on. Settling the minor keys. Yeah. So, they so, are. Yeah, settling
0: yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, but you know, really, out of me, you.
1: majors only, thanks.
0: A bit of light and shade. um Just so, yeah, so so I can see, you know, I can like, like you, it's got a bit of that kind of almost adult swim kind of weird thing you'd watch at two o'clock in the morning and yeah. it was a bit odd. So I could say yeah, if, if you're coming from sort of like a Japanese context, that song you wouldn't necessarily know about that style of singing and they kind of like, you wouldn't, you would mistranslate the lyrics. I just
1: think they went, this, advert, this so advert's not very do, good. Yeah. It's,
0: yeah, I mean, this is the one thing. I, I don't think they would have sold many. I mean, it got pulled from the air, not because it was killing people. I think it was because it was a bit of a weird advert. And it's,
1: I don't see how you say con- it. It's very, it's, 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 it, it, it's high conception advert. It's a high conception advert. And oh, that doesn't really work with adverts. Yeah,
0: well, it's just like, like a bit of a mistake. And it's like, oh, well, I mean, that must be some boring fucking manga if it's just like, or whatever. Or it's just like some, some little demon kid while a woman sings to him and pulls out something.
1: Yeah, but I think they're just too... Well, let's have a look at Urasai. Uh, Yatuda. It would be good, wouldn't it, if that actually literally is what the
0: manga is. <laughs> it's just tissue-based <laughs> Kleenex,
1: Kleenex Warriors.
0: Lady in White Dress and Demon Baby. Uh, Japanese
1: manga series. That's what all
0: of the um, Western cartoons were in the eighties after Ronald Reagan um let them put adverts and everything. It were just, just fucking toy commercials, weren't they? they were, were. Yeah,
1: Heat Man and stuff, which was yeah. um, made by Haribo or Mattel oh, or, whatever. Yeah,
0: what a, Kenna or whatever. Yeah, what of Toys or
1: whatever, Uh so the plot of uh Urusai Yatsura, an alien race known as the Oni arrive to Earth to invade the planet. Instead of taking over the planet by force, the Oni give humans a chance to fight for the right to the planet by taking part in a competition. Oh, that's nice. Like the Predators. Wonderful. The competition is a variant of the game of Tag, or It, as I know it, or the game of the Oni in Japanese, in which a human player must touch the horn on the head of the Oni player within one week. The computer selected human player is uh, Ataru Moroboshi, a lecherous, unlucky, and academically unsuccessful high school student from a fictional uh, Tombiki town in the He sounds and, like he can
0: become the hero.
1: And the Oni player is Princess Lum, daughter of the leader of the Alien Invaders. Despite his initial reluctance to take place in a competition, Ataru becomes interested in the game when he meets Lum. Uh Uh-huh, I see. When the competition Mm -hmm. begins, Lum surprises Mm -hmm. everyone Mm -hmm. by flying away, and Atsu finds himself unable to capture. Oh, uh, Ataru, sorry. For the last day of the competition, Ataru's girlfriend uh, Shinobu Miyaki encourages Ataru by pleading by pledging to marry him if he if he wins. On the wow, what we get to keep Earth, and I'll get my leg over. Fantastic. On the final day of the competitions, competition, uh, Ataru wins the game by stealing Lum's bikini top, which prevents her from yeah. protecting her horns in favour of protecting her modesty. In celebration of his victory, Ataru expresses joy at now being able to get married. However, Lum misinterprets this as a proposal from Ataru and accepts on live television. Despite the misunderstanding, Lum falls in love with Ataru and moves into his house. Right, few few questions. <laughs> no, no questions. Despite That's Ataru's right. lack of interest in Lum and attempts to rekindle the relationship with Shinobu, Lum frequently interferes and Shinobu loses interest in Ataru. Still, Ataru's flirtatious nature persists despite Lum's attentions. Lum attempts to stop him from flirting, which results in Ataru receiving a powerful electric shock attacks from Lum as punishment <laughs> to characters, or Ataru. Particularly, two characteristics of Aturo are particularly, particularly strong. His pervertedness <laughs> and, yeah. his, and his bad luck that draws into all the yeah. winners of the planet, the spirit world, and even the galaxy. Later, Lum begins attending the same school as Aturo, despite his objections. Lum develops a fan base of admirers amongst the boys of the school, including uh, Shutelo Mendo, the rich and handsome heir to a large corporation, all the girls from Tombiki, have a crush on. Despite their romantic interest, none of Lum's admirers will risk upsetting Lum by trying to force her and Aturu apart, although this does not stop them from trying to get Aturu punished due to his bad behaviour and interfering every time they get close to him.
0: So, all of that saving the world was just a setup for like a fucking shitty hijinks comedy.
1: Well, well I mean, this, yeah, okay. this, the original run of these comics, and so there's 34 volumes. And it was between uh, nineteen seventy
0: eight and nineteen eighty seven. That story went on for ten
1: years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and had a T V a TV series of it was on from eighty one to eighty six, one hundred ninety five oh, yeah. episodes.
0: Oh yeah, I can't be, I can't commit to that. Now. No, it's
1: a shame. Isn't I, it? If it was a six part on Netflix,
0: I'd give it a go. I mean. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I reckon if Somebody works in the advertising agency. That was their last fucking day on the job. And just like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what can I? Obscure right, what, can, what can I? What can I, what can I get the rights for really, really cheap, <laughs> and siphon off the rest to myself? Basically, right? There's a, there's this weird weird song in the UK. She's just some woman singing. Apparently, we can get the rights to play that in Japan for five hundred quid. It's not costing you much. Let's it? It <laughs> well, We can get that for five hundred. It's the John
0: Peel show, and it's been on an indie record thing. But yeah, they're, good, you know, they're going to give you the rights to that. For,
1: for what's you. what's popular? Know. Well, this, this, this banger uh, comic uh, is is reasonably popular, but um, they've they've quoted us quite a lot to use the main characters. So what I've done is <laughs> like a baby that's in one panel. There's a baby that's in one panel. Baby. And there's there's some woman in the background, and they'll let us use both them for five hundred quid as well. So, <laughs> you know, and how much? And how much are Kleenex paying us? Are uh, two million? Lovely, <laughs> nice one.
0: I mean, yeah. Again, I wouldn't want to be sitting in that pitch meeting. We have a Kleenex rep.
1: I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'd love to be sitting in that pitch meeting if this shit got through. Because I mean, imagine <laughs> <laughs> you, could, well, you, could, you
0: got through. You're just trying to explain it to somebody. Do you know what I mean? Well, if they're really right, to... big, yeah? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't. Well, that's we the thing. To, the Kleenex.
1: I have to assume that the Kleenex people were Western and had no idea, and the people were just going, yeah, yeah, no, this will play really well in Japan. Seriously, <laughs> these are our like fucking hotcakes. Yeah, that's this true. is exactly yeah. it.
0: This is the All shit. Right. Yeah. This is our first tentative steps into the Japanese <laughs> market. So, yeah. We'll be guided by you. That's why we're yeah. I haven't menu. had time to watch any Japanese adverts myself. <laughs> yeah um but yeah and and so we'd like to sort of have a look at the source material so um how sorry how how what, 10 10 years worth okay we'll we not be doing that then uh, maybe they turned it into a cartoon or something 10 right? year, and that, yeah,
1: 195 was, episodes 100, <laughs> right, so okay. i mean one, it seems really one, one, popular then so this must, enough, yeah, this no, must well, be a real cool. work for it. <laughs> <laughs> yep fair enough let's get, get it out there let's see how it goes yeah, perfect.
0: Oh, it's it's, done, it's, nor- oh, apparently, it's nor- apparently kids oh. are
1: having night terrors. <laughs> it's making the whole of Tokyo nauseous. <laughs> oh, I should have done the intelligence. In They're not going to forget. <laughs> okay, so shall we go through our system? Um, of oh, this
0: schools, you know, you know, system. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: for well, this system i uh i've got here a pack of uh i've got a deck of anime playing cards Yes. I thought it and i'm going to shuffle them and i'm going to go with the number the number, of tentacles? <laughs> the, number of, the number of tentacles touching a woman in it <laughs> from from 1 to the 10 feet from 1 to 50 anything <laughs> There's not gonna be many there's not gonna be any zeros and anything anything over 10, which is 50% of the deck, will we'll just have to have us 10. Okay? So um, Neil, spookiness, you go first.
0: Right. Um I mean there's two ways you can look at this. There's there's the whole kind of like idea of a haunted video. Yeah. Because I'll I'll confess, like having watched the ring. I slightly hesitated before watching this on YouTube. <laughs> um, and I know, I know. I mean, you want I know, some I mean, gravy with that chicken? I mean, for like half a second. But no, oh, yeah, a, whatever. The thing in your head that um, kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of like, you want to dare on those kind of things, but obviously it's going to be false. But anyway, so, so that kind of, but that's really a, a kind of a, more of a, a thing that's come out from from material elsewhere. So the idea of a haunted video, I think, is quite spooky. Um, but this is, I mean, no, it's just it, there's nothing. There's nothing inherently weird about the video. It's not. It's not trippy. It's not weird. It's not like dream imagery. It's just. It's just a, a baby in makeup and a woman singing to him. It's. It's. If I saw that on TV, I wouldn't even blink a fucking eyelid at it. So. Um, and then there's the other side of it. So there's, there's a triplet of the video itself, supposedly. And then there's all the associated stories about people dying because they were involved with making it or having kind of seen it afterwards. But as you say, given it's all been up on YouTube, it's been, you know, thoroughly debunked. So nothing particularly scary there either and all, all easily disprovable. So you know,
1: it's going to be a one for me. Nothing one? So, mm, just That's not true. feeling it. Um, so... I'm going to go higher because the advert, you know, I don't find it particularly spooky, but it's, I mean, it's more than a one spooky because adverts just in general are more than one spooky because they're trying to manipulate your brain. Um, I also think that if it was in a foreign language and the song's in a foreign language and it's playing the minor chords or the dark chords, then I think that would be quite, I mean, if you're just sitting there watching your normal Japanese advert, heard, Chris. If you're sitting there watching your normal Japanese advert and that comes on with no explanation, <laughs> I think it probably would be quite spooky. Um I like all the I mean no, it's not there's all I mean, there's a, there's quite a rich theme of haunted or ghosts in videos or films or mm. cursed productions. Mm. Cursed productions, of course, being anything that Terry Gillingham touches. Um <laughs> Oh, eventually got out that donkey! movie. Now, 900 billion over budget. Um, so I think that it has got some spookiness. Uh, it's not terrifying, but it's got more than some. So, I'm going to give it a four for spookiness. So, believability I'll go first. So, the advert exists, that that can't be disputed. I've seen it. Um, so that's true. Uh the haunting and stuff around it or the it being a demon baby um probably not but it could be it could be a demon dressed up as a character from here to to trick us. So um you know maybe uh I think in general uh, I mean, I'm just going to go for a four because the advert does exist. Uh, I'm not going to go any, into it any further because this is uh, the amount of uh, tentacles that are on here and the cards are distracting me. What? <laughs>
0: You've just in a couple of those tens, haven't you? That's true. Yeah. I'll them away for later. <laughs> um, yeah, so, again, believability, depending on what we're being asked to believe. So, yes, the advert does exist, but I think the urban legend part of it is the, um, the fact that this is a haunted video or, and so if this were, you know, so do I believe the, the, the thing is haunted? No. Um, do I believe that a bunch of people died after it? No. Um, yes, the video exists, but it's just a fairly, uh, innocuous video. Well, for me anyway, it's a fairly innocuous video. So I'll just, because there is actually a video out there, I'll give it a two, but, um, yeah, I don't don't believe any of the Associated
1: Legends. Okay, yeah. no. so Reach, you can go first on this one.
0: Reach, um, unsurprisingly, again, it's another one I hadn't heard of before. Um, although it seems like it's become a bit of a bit of a meme on the internet. So, and I can imagine people having a bit of fun with this. And you, obviously what you can do then is you can play around with it. So I've seen a video where somebody actually shows themselves watching it after midnight and the video actually does distort and starts, you know, uh, is, is it real? Who knows? Again, I think you've, I've demonstrated how much I believe. So um, it's probably getting a bit of reach out there. So obviously it'll, it'll be, presumably it was known around in sort of Japan or whatever. Mm. I mean, how how much you would really have remembered an old Kleenex advert. It must have been freaky, I guess, for people for them to remember it for that long. Um I don't think it's going to have huge reach because it's it's really just feels like more of a kind of like a bit of a bit of a jokey one. Um, and I think it's kind of a lot of it is probably piggybacking off the back of things like Ringo and those kind of, I, I do find those ideas around, yeah, you know, modern technology being, you know, and stuff like that yeah. is quite a sort of theme that you get in Korean and Japanese horror movies. But um, that's, that's that culture. And yeah, this, anyway, it's about believability, isn't it? So. It's reach. Oh sorry, reach on no, sorry, reach on this one. Um yeah, because cause, cause there's quite there a fair bit of material and stuff, like having a bit of fun with it, I'll probably give it a five.
1: Five, okay. Uh so reach. Um yeah, I mean what I like about it is it's an advert from eighty six and then it was sort of I think it's one of those things where an advert, get you know, comes on and it's a weird advert and it gets pulled really quickly and then people just build up a story around it, right? That's fun. But the story kind of continued, continued, continued. And then the advert, someone actually got hold of it and put it on YouTube and then it kind of sparks a whole new thing. So I think that's quite good. And it's got lots of views on YouTube, so people obviously know about it. So the reach is bigger now than probably it was originally in Japan, sort of globally. Um, And for it to be known in Japan, you know, it's a, you've got a lot of people in Japan, got what, 120 million people or something like that. Um, so, I mean, there isn't, there doesn't seem to be anything, any films or anything off the back of it or CV series. But um, again, it's one, this one isn't like a complete internet one because it was there already and it's been yeah. reinvigorated by the internet. So I think I'll go with you and I'm going to give it a five on reach. Um, yeah. I think if it wasn't for the internet, it probably would be less well-known. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So narrative premise. So, yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's all right. You know, haunted, you know, or cursed advert. That's quite new to me. That's an original premise. Uh, I like the fact it's attached to a big brand because that's just funny to me because, you know, big brands are generally horrible. Um <laughs> I like the story that somehow someone thought they were meant to be translating German rather than English. And the translation from German to Japanese was die, die, everyone is cursed or something like that. <laughs> rather than, rather than, on the nose. Rather, yeah, rather than it's going to be a nice day, I'm going to have a salad or whatever. That it, that it actually wasn't English. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's quite, you know, it's quite a funny premise. It's quite, you know, the, narrat- the narrative of then all the horrible stuff and the woman giving birth to uh, an actual Oni. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Like, it's all right. It's quite fun. I like the whole uh, linguistic balls-up, mix-up part of it. So I'm going to go for a five for that. Neil?
0: Yeah, so there's not a lot here for me. Um but yeah, there there are some fun sort of aspects. So I mean, the one thing I will say, I I do like the um I I had heard of that as a sort of dance track, that tune. But was mm. um, that Orb three or something? That no, wasn't the Orb. It was, no. the, it was some some dance act in the early nineties. But um, I'd never heard the a cappella version. It's, it's no. quite a fun little tune, so worth worth looking up on YouTube. Um, what was it called Braddon? Joe... We can stick it in there. You don't
1: know. know. Like, listen back if you want
0: to know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so I like the tune. Um, that's the that's my big takeaway from it. Narrative in terms of that, again, the kind of I mean, I guess if if this was like the first of the, the sort of haunted or cursed kind of advert things, so it, it very much reminds me of the ring. But I guess given that it come back to the eighties, if this if this was an origin of some of those things, and that's quite well the or the concept of like a cursed videotape or something like that or a cursed advert is actually quite a good narrative for me. Mm-hmm. That's why they've had about four of those ring mm-hmm. films. Um so that, that that's that's quite cool. Um the rest of it though there's not really that much more to sort of, you know, people dying on set and all this sort of thing. Be, well giving birth to an on is quite quite a good one. Um, that's that's quite an interesting um, part of how I mean but people going mad and dying and stuff is just, you know, seen that before. Um I yeah, exactly. Although, yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just assume that it was quite an original, quite an original uh, part of the um, the sort of the, the cursed advert thing or the um, you know, the cursed videotape was, um, you know, was less common at the time. So I think that's quite that's quite a cool um, little, um, little, little 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 twist to sort of the hauntings and stuff, uh, those kind of sort of um, tales. So I'm going to then bump it to a five for
1: this five as well. Lovely. Um, so just to let you know, the song was, it's called It's a Fine Day, and it was released under the alias, just Jane. Um, okay. So that gives it a total score of 31 out of possible 80 Urban legend points. Not too bad. Um, let us know if you have any of your own theories or have any uh, heard of any of these uh haunted videos you can email us at herb uh, which u r b dot legends dot pod at gmail dot com um but beyond that, what I would say is if you're watching uh a dadaist advert with uh, a baby made up to look like a cabbage slash horned alien, try not to get nausea and have night terrors indeed and that's it from this episode of Urban Legends we will see you same spooky time same spooky place next week we might we might we might oh yeah if our corpses aren't found yeah terrified yeah Yeah. Yeah. could happen if we if we manage to survive having watched the video then we will be back if not uh you know help yourself to my stuff if you know where I live because I don't need it goodbye Hey